Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. This is going well, isn't it? I'm, I'm hoping the sound on here because I'm doing the old faithful method of the of the um, telephone. And uh, sorry about the delay, but I just did it on the wrong. I just did it on my consulting Facebook page rather than this Facebook page. So I believe there was no sound on the um, on the, the post that I just did. Uh, I have I have good reason to believe there was no sound. Is there sound on this? I don't know. Um, uh, I hope so. I, if if there is, please show. T- or the, if well, I would say if there isn't sound, let me know. But that's a ridiculous thing to say, isn't it? If there is sound, let me know. That would be the more appropriate um, thing to say. Uh, but I'm go- I'm doing the old faithful technique, going old school with the old mobile phone and the thing in my ear. So hey ho, so much for that. I just spent 10 minutes um, pouring my heart out about World Mental Health Day and I think no one um, will know about it except me. Um, but yeah, so hopefully we're, we're, on, we're on a live footing here. Basically, um, I think it's, it's, good. The more, it's good that we're getting more um, awareness about mental health and um, trying to do something about the stigma with mental health. Uh, I see it a lot perhaps on a, uh, a different level in my work because I, I see a lot of people feeling very guilty about having um, surgery to improve their appearance and which improves self-esteem, makes them feel better about themselves, but they feel very guilty about that and don't think that they should be spending money on it. It's got a very... Um, uh, a bad image it's got an image of being unnecessary surgery etc and I, I always say to people well if it was unnecessary people wouldn't spend thousands of pounds having it having it done uh, clearly it's necessary but because it's often not treating a functional problem it often is treating a functional problem and that's one of the um, myths about cosmetic surgery and plastic surgery that you know it's it's all just for vanity there's often cosmetic uh, sorry functional issues that we do address but there's no doubt about it there's often a significant uh, um, uh, psychological uh, aspects to the, to the treatment and it does significantly improve say, uh, self-esteem. Patient satisfaction rates are huge for cosmetic surgery. Uh, operations such as breast augmentation, breast reductions, tummy tucks, huge patient satisfaction rate um, and it is a very effective operation at making feel people feel better about themselves, more confident about themselves often to the external they don't they don't look any different um but they often feel a lot better about their, their themselves and so i would say why is that therefore not a nece- not necessary or not an important operation but it's just the society we're in we don't value uh, mental health and psychological problems in the same way that we value physical problems and um interesting one of the interesting thing came to me recently last week. I was at the BARPS conference, the British Association of Aesthetic Plastic Surgeons, their annual conference. We have a conference every year uh, in Olympia. And uh, I was asked to speak, which was great. I was um, 
on the faculty and we when I was in the practice management session talking about my experiences setting up my own clinic and when I talk to my peers and my colleagues um, they look at me as if I'm some kind of guru because I've set up my own clinic it's very un- uncommon uh, in this country for plastic surgeons to have their own clinics um, and so everyone's going oh you know that's the way to do it like JJ's done it he set up his own clinic he's got the people working for him and um, uh, and uh, you know that's how you should do it but what they don't know is what you know I'm four years in now and certainly um, it's been a difficult time and, and when I very first opened it it was m- more difficult than I thought it would be um, I've, all my training has been as a doctor and plastic surgeon spent years and years honing and perfecting those techniques and I didn't really know anything about business um, and it was very difficult for me and um, and you realize the importance of um, of psychological well-being um, I think you it's like anything you only realize the importance of something um, when you've lost it and I uh, did a blog post a, a while ago called health wealth or happiness and out of the three of those things the only really important one is is um, is happiness I think obviously they're, they're all uh, nice to have but um, happiness is the is the most important one in, in my eyes um, but there's no point in having health or wealth um, if you're not happy um, and unfortunately I think a lot of people are not happy and um, it's a problem that we've we've got in our society but we don't seem to value or treat um, psychological or mental problems in the same way that we treat physical problems and they certainly got a stigma if someone's off work for um, depression or uh, anxiety then when they come back from work they it's it's a little bit awkward whereas if you're off work for breaking your arm it's you know how's your arm don't lift that heavy thing let me lift it for you but um so i think it's great that uh, mental health is is getting more attention uh the royals are, are backing it which is fantastic and i think the more people come out and um acknowledge that it's a mainstream problem the better i've, I've got small children and it does it is something that worries me um because it's it is a I won't say a disease, but a problem um, that it does affect the young, the young people, and it, 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 a lot of people die from it, um, and a lot of people have significant um, um, morbidity from it. So it's a huge cause of morbidity and mortality uh, in this country, um, particularly amongst young people, and yet it's not treated in the same way as physical problems like, you know, cancer and heart disease and things like that but um, I think one of the problems is the treatments are a little bit less tangible I think it's obvious to see you know with heart disease and um, cancers the the treatments are are quite clear and well defined and so it's easy to put money into into it and research into it the mental health problems you know dementia Alzheimer's um, depression anxiety it's a little bit more difficult the treatments are a little bit less tangible so I think that's one of the issues but um, but yeah, so it'd be great if um, that that's that's being promoted, and it's something that I'm um, I'm interested in myself in in, in raising awareness of those um, problems because um, it has been a, a bit of a roller coaster for me certainly with um, with my clinic and with my practice. It's been it hasn't been I think how it looks on the outside, and I think that's the that's one of the problems with Facebook and Twitter and everything. Everything on the outside looks great. And I go to the Bart's meeting, I meet all these, you know, my friends who I was at 
trained with and they look at me as if I've done something really good and I've got a fantastic clinic and I have got a fantastic clinic and they think oh he's got a fantastic practice he's got a fantastic clinic isn't he doing well but I feel like saying god you know it, it's you could, that's maybe what it looks like from the outside but it's been tough it's been tough growing it it's been tough um building it um and I've learned an awful lot in the last four years and certainly two or three years ago it was really tough to cover the costs and cover the overheads which is something I wasn't used to as a as a doctor and most doctors don't have any any overheads at all and especially when you've got family and you know used to living a certain way and suddenly all your money gets spent on a clinic which um may or may not be a good way to spend your money but anyway that's so there you go so that i'm here now and i'm doing all right now um and I'm, the clinic's building and building, which is fantastic, and I am doing all right now. But it, as I say, when people look at the outside, they don't see everything. They just see the headline. Um, and I think that's true in most of our lives. We always make out as if everything's going well. But um, I think everyone's got their own um, struggles and ups and downs. So, <laughs> so uh, um, not least the microphone working, because um, the... I'm, I'm hoping that this microphone is working now. Um, I'm assuming it's working now. To be honest with you, I'm back on the uh, on the phone, and I always find it a little bit difficult to know whether the uh, comments are coming through on the phone. So there you go. So I'm just I'm just going to sit here, ramble on. Uh, then I'll finish it, and hopefully I won't realise that it's me talking to a myself like it was was before um so yeah what the we've had a lot of questions a lot of queries from people who have had um who are patients of mine who've had breast augmentation so laura's asked me to talk about uh when i said what to expect after breast augmentation i think i'm supposed to be talking about today so um it is i think you know any surgery i I try and um tell people about what what they can expect immediately post-op um, and I did post-op instruction sheets and what have you but I think things are always difficult nonetheless to really um, know until you until you're there um, because things are a bit weird and a bit strange to start off with and a, a lot of my um, practice and a lot of the team at the clinic a lot of the time we spend is talking to people in the immediate post-op period now I would say the immediate post-op period is probably the first couple of months really after surgery things look a bit strange things can be a bit swollen things feel a bit strange particularly breast augmentations they're even stretched as you can imagine it's a bit unnatural really if you think about what's happening try and think about what's happening with the breast augmentation a big foreign body is being um, put into the breast and it's often quite tight and the breast thinks god what have you done what, what's happening here funny sensations numbness vibrations weird sensations all sorts of weird stuff happens in the first few weeks People think, goodness me, I didn't expect this. I didn't think my breast would be numb after this surgery. You never told me that. I'm like, well, you know, it can be a bit numb, can be a bit overly sensitive, but it comes back to life. It's just it's not a permanent thing. It's often a problem just to start off with. Um, and so it is a bit weird. Um, it feels a bit weird. It's the, the, It also feels like it's not you. The, there's, a, there's a very strange sensation that it's not part of your body because uh, it feels sort of alien, because it feels sort of stuck on, if you like. The shape looks strange. The shape's often very full in the upper pole. Um, and that's with any sort of breast surgeries, with lifts and reductions, it's the same. I deliberately put volume into the upper pole, um, because in time, gravity lets it settle. So everything looks a bit strange. Um, and the other weird thing, not so much so weird, but the other uh, um, important thing to realise is that 
things settle at a different rate between the two. Anytime you operate on things with two sides, they can operate at a, they can settle at a different rate between the two. So sometimes people say the right one's perfect, but the left one's sitting high or wide, or my nipple's high, or my whatever. Um, and it is you do think well why is the left fine you know why is one fine and the other one not fine it's just the way it is things just take time for things to settle and they do look and feel a little bit strange um, to start off with and there can be all sorts of unusual sensations but uh, I write the common things down in the um, postal instruction sheet there's often air in, in, in the pocket so you get gurgling and weird sounds um, uh, and weird sensations and uh, that's what we're here for. So if you have any funny feelings or funny sensations, give us a ring. It's always best to um, ask about it rather than worrying about it at home. A lot of people worry that it's something bad happening. Um, usually if something bad happens, it's pretty obvious. It's not subtle when bad things happen. They're very rare, but they can happen. We talk about it pre-op, but uh, it's usually pretty, uh, pretty obvious if something bad happens. But if you are concerned about anything, if you're worried about anything, you can always get, get in touch Um and give us a ring. So um, I hope that is um, helpful and um, sorry about the earlier problems. I'm hoping the problems are okay with the good old faithful phone and the plug-in, my plugs in the plug-in uh, headphones with the, with the uh, audio. Um, I will continue pushing the boundaries on technology. I will not let this stop me. Um, but perhaps, yeah, that's the thing about Facebook Live. You can't practice it, can you? Uh, I'll, practice, I'll practice the mic, you know. Um, sorry about the mic issues. Um, hoping the mics work well here. Got any questions, post them down there. Um, get involved. I will answer them next week in some other uh what's happening next week got a feeling i'm operating late next week but i don't know i'll post about it um but anyway i'll be there sometime next week and uh happy world mental health day and uh i'm very pleased that um awareness is 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 being raised and more and more people are coming and talking about this and i think the more we talk about it the better so uh have a good evening and i will sign off bye Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.